episode 20 of the Single Mother Survival Guide podcast. Um, Happy New Year. So I'm recording this today. It's the day before I'm going to release it. It's the 3rd of January today, 2017. And it's kind of bizarre because, so I wrote this blog post last week about um, 10 habits for a single mum to implement in 2017. And that's what I want to talk about today. But I just wanted to kind of debrief with you guys about Christmas and New Year's. You know, I think it's one of the hardest times of the year for a single parent because it just kind of like slaps you in the face, everything that you've lost or, you know, and everything that you don't have. And it's kind of like, it kind of can make you feel kind of shit. And I like, I don't know, I feel like I've moved on so much with my, you know, relationship and I feel great being a single mom. I feel like I'm in a really good sort of at a really good point in my life. But Christmas and news was still really hard for me. And, you know, I had a big family argument um, too, actually. And it really just, you know, sort of, I don't know, just kind of it wasn't a great Christmas and New Year period. And I know that there's a lot of you out there that feel like probably felt the same, you know, and social media can be really depressing because, no one's going to tell you if they're having a shit day. No one's going to go, yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Like I'm having a shit day. You know, like everyone is very like, let's just paint the positive. And I just want you guys to be aware, like it's probably still kind of carrying on a bit, but like, just don't worry about it too much. And, you know, I've kind of probably been off social media a bit because it's kind of a bit depressing for me as well, you know? And anyway, truthfully, I'm kind of glad that the whole thing's over and now it's like a new year it's a fresh start and it's time to get on with it you know and the first like I woke up on new year's day and I felt really kind of crappy and I had this it was really weird like I had this whirlwind sort of romance um towards the end of the year and it was so like you know insane like I seriously just fell fell for this guy pretty hard and I don't know he turned out to be I think I don't know I'm still trying to get it straight in my head but probably not the person that I thought he was and it's really sad you know I feel really sad about it and it kind of just it when you go through a period like that it does make you kind of rehash the past and think like shit you know like what what's going on here like you know can I get anything right and you know why why do I always fall for the wrong people for me? You know, like it's, it does kind of probably make you overanalyze everything, but I just want to like kind of, you know, make you guys aware that like, don't like be so hard on yourself. And I'm probably trying to speak to myself a bit here as well, but like, you know, it's so easy to just blame yourself and, you know, think about all the things that you've done wrong and things that you could have done better. But you know what? It's 2017 now. And even though like I woke up on the first feeling like crap and, you know, I spent pretty much the whole day like lounging around on my neighbor's couch going, I really don't feel like parenting today. Like, you know, there's days where you're just like, like, I really wish I could just lie in bed all day and cry. That's how I felt. (laughs) I was like, this is awesome. This is like the worst start to the year possible, especially because I was on such a high, like coming up to the end of the year last year I was like feeling so good never felt happier feeling motivated you know this whole kind of whirlwind romance just really kind of shook me up 
But now I feel a lot better and I'm like, you know what? I had a really shit start to the year and a really sh- sort of shit finish to the la- to the end of last year. Um, but I will not let this be a reflection of what's going to be coming up this year. And the kind of good news is that for anyone else in the same boat, it can only get better from here. So, you know, if you wake up feeling really crappy and you've had a really shitty few days for the start of the year, like it can only get better. So what I want to talk about is some habits that you can implement this year to, I think, make you a lot happier. And some of them I did last year. And I think like, it's always like, I always kind of reflect a lot at the end of the year. And I, I try to think what I did well, and you know, it was what I did, what I wasn't so proud of, or, you know, all sorts of things. I tried to put together sort of 10 habits, some of which I put into place last year, which worked really well for me and other ones, which I want to start to do this year. So I want to share them with you. Um, okay. So the first one is practicing gratitude. So you know, it's actually a proven method to actually feel happier. And this was a news resolution I set for myself in 2016. Now, people always say like, yeah, it's important to feel grateful and that sort of thing. But there's actually a really big difference to thinking like, oh yeah, oh, I've got to remember to feel grateful. What can I be grateful for right now? Like you forget, you know, write it down. I I bought a journal um, at the end of 2015, a gratitude journal. And there was like, a spot for three thing, three things I could write down every day that I was grateful for. And that's what I did every single day. So every time I went away, I took it with, I took the journal with me. And if I forgot, I'd just like jot down what I was grateful for in my phone and then transfer it into my journal when I got back home. Um, some people like to practice their gratitude in the mornings, um, you know, and sort of sets you up for the day. But yeah, I wanted to do it at night. I wanted to reflect on, you know, I think, nighttime is sort of a difficult time for many, especially you sort of, you know, ruminate about the day. And, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard if you're feeling a bit anxious and stuff. And so I really like to finish off the day just thinking about three things that I'm grateful for. And it was amazing because you know what, it actually worked. Like within a few months, it was sort of like an automatic thought process that I would just think throughout the day, like something good would happen. Like I'd find a parking spot really quickly, you know, when I'd used to like drive around for 20 minutes at the same time to get one sort of when I was getting to work, I'd find one really quickly. And I'd be like, this is a great start to the day. Like I'm so grateful for that moment. It sounds stupid, but <laughs> it makes you happier. So I started thinking as, as the, as the months went on every day, I just automatically something would happen. I'd be like, I'm so grateful for that. I'm going to write it in my journal tonight. You know, and sometimes I'd just like try and squeeze in as many points as I could in the three point, um, you know, slot allocated areas in the journal. And I was like, there's so many things I'm grateful for. Like, it's hard to only choose three. Anyway, so I found myself just feeling more grateful every day. And as a result, I felt so much happier. So this is something that I really recommend that you do. And it only takes a couple of minutes. Like you can do it when you go to bed at, you know, it takes, sometimes it took me 30 seconds. Sometimes it took me five or 10 minutes, you know, if I was struggling to think of stuff. But what I found was on those days where I was struggling to think of something, there was, I could always manage to find three things that I was grateful for that day. And it can be simple things, you know, like, um, like I said, like, I'm grateful that I've found a parking spot so quickly on the work, on the way to work today, or it can be, I'm so grateful for the clean sheets that I'm about to sleep in tonight because there's nothing better than clean sheets, right? Like it feels amazing. I love getting into bed with clean sheets and, or, you know, um, 
you know, the, the lovely waitress in the coffee shop was really nice to me today and, you know, put, me, put my day off to a good start, you know, something, any, or anything that you can think of, um, write it down. And so I've got my new gratitude journal, which I've started writing in um, this year. And yeah, so you can even just buy an old notebook or something. But anyway, I really, really recommend it. Okay, so my second point is you're probably going to think this is crazy and I'm not really into all this new agey stuff either, but I wanted to create a vision board last year. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it sounds kind of crazy. Like I'm not, I don't know. I didn't, I don't know if you guys believe in like manifestation or the law of attraction, attraction, that kind of thing, but I decided to give it a go and I thought seriously, what is going, what's, if I cut out a few pictures and stick them on a board and put them on my bed, seriously, is that going to do anything? Like, that's just stupid. But I did it. So I went out, I bought myself a vision board. Um, I made it really pretty. I just put on, I really thought about what I wanted to achieve for the year. And I cut out pictures that would represent those things. So one of them, for example, was I put up a picture of a microphone because I wanted to launch a podcast this year. Another one was an image of my website which I had not made public yet, but I really wanted to launch um, and I really wanted to put more work into. Another one was a picture of uh, Fiji where I wanted to take my daughter because, you know, I've mentioned it before that I had a huge drama getting a passport for her because my ex did not want her to get one and so I had to go to court. It was a pretty massive um, two-year legal dispute Um, and you know, I finally got the passport in January of last year and I wanted to take her somewhere just to sort of celebrate. And I don't know, it was a milestone. It was a real milestone and for me and for my daughter. So I put that on, I put loads of other images of things that I wanted to achieve. And I also put inspirational quotes on there, anything that sort of made me feel happy and good. And I put it sort of on this shelf opposite on the wall, opposite my bed And it was like the first thing that I could see when I woke up and the last thing that I saw before I went to sleep. And I looked at it every day. I saw it the first first thing in the morning. It made me feel good. It made me feel motivated. It reminded me every single day about what my goals were and how I was going to achieve them. So I would lie there sometimes, like if I was trying to fall asleep or, you know, before I turned the light off, I'd look at my vision board and I'd literally imagine myself doing those things that I had set out as, as a goal. So for example, I would imagine myself talking into a microphone just like I am right now and, you know, recording a podcast. I imagine my daughter and I in Fiji playing on the beach. You know, I imagine the sunshine. I imagine the water. I imagined, you know, eating, eating the food there, playing, you know, like playing in the pool. I imagined all those things. I imagined I just spent a bit of time like I didn't I didn't do it every day because I was just looking at it every day and it reminded me of what I wanted but sometimes I just lay there and I would just imagine these things and the crazy thing is that it actually worked and I couldn't believe it and I know I sound like one of those people like oh my god you know for only 59.99 you know you can do but like it's just weird because it did actually work and as the year went on I started to achieve all the things that I had on my vision board and I realized the other day before the end of the year, I was looking at my vision board and I was like, oh my God, every single thing that I put on my vision board has come true. Like, that's amazing. And I couldn't believe it. And I know it sounds like a bit like you're probably listening going, this is just ridiculous. It's, I would be skeptical too, 
but I couldn't believe it. Everything came true. And for me, it was amazing. So I haven't created my new vision board yet with my new goals, but right now I'm kind of enjoying looking at it for a little while going, wow, I can't believe I did all these things that I wanted to do. You know, like I'm pretty proud of myself. And so I'm enjoying looking at it, but you know, in, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to take everything off or maybe just try and like squish it all to the side or something and put in my new goals that I want for the year. And I'm going to focus on the new things that I want to do for this year. And I'm going to do it again because it was just amazing. So I really encourage you to try it out for yourself. Um, I couldn't believe, I really couldn't believe the power of it. So just on that as well. So my other point, which is kind of ties in for this, you have to do this before you create your vision board is work out what you actually want. Like, have you ever thought about what you want in your life? Or is it only ever about just, you know, doing your day-to-day stuff and doing what's in your kid's best interest? Because of course, that's going to be the priority. And that is always what's on my mind 100% of the time. But last year, I saw uh, this coach, right? Like a life coach, because I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I wasn't very happy with you know, enjoying work. And I was trying to think like, what am I going to do? Like, do I just keep pottering along in a job that I'm not that happy in, but you know, it's not that bad, but you know, like, or do I reassess? And, you know, as a single parent, it's really scary to make big changes because obviously the, the main thing you're worried about is, um, logistics of running your day-to-day life and finances. So if you're going to leave a job, like you do, you need to have a new job, like, you know, you need to make sure you are earning enough money to provide the essentials to you and your children. So it was really scary, but something that the life coach said to me was like, I don't think since you had your daughter, I don't think you've actually sat down and thought about what you actually want. And I was like, no, you're right. I haven't. I haven't thought about that. And for a long time, I thought I wanted to go back into mining because I have a mining engineering background and actually think about that sometimes still, I do miss it a lot, but I want you to sit down and actually like, think about what do you want? And if you're a new single parent, this is actually the best time to work out what it is that you want in your life. And it's going to make you happier. So, and that's going to make your children happier, you know? So even though you might think like, oh, I can't think about me, like, you know, I, I, like, it's just not, I can't do that. Like, you know, it's, it's actually going to make you happy and that's going to make your children happier. So it's the best time. So sit down and actually work out, try and think, what did you want? Just brainstorm, write a whole entire list. You know, did you want to write a book? Did you want to start a business? Do you want to run a marathon? Do you want to go back to uni and get a degree? Like, what do you want to do? So figure it out and then schedule in some time each week so that you do work on your goals. So pick one out and start with it. Now, let me tell you the difference between somebody who achieves their goals and someone who doesn't. There's the way I see it is there's thinkers and there's doers. And the difference between people who reach their goals and people who don't is that the people who are doers, they don't just think about it, but they actually set up a plan to carry out their goal. And it's fun thinking about your goals and, you know, it's always fun daydreaming and stuff, but that's the difference. The thinkers, they just keep thinking about it and they don't actually do anything. It's like those people that come up with an amazing invention and then someone's like, oh, I thought of that like two years ago. Well, the difference is that the doer actually put out the plan to actually, you know, get get this concept going and you just sat there and thought about it. And who has now succeeded? You know what I mean? So you've got to put in your, you've got to put out a a plan to actually 
carry out your goal. If you're actually interested in learning more about goals and reaching your goals and figuring out what your barriers are and, you know, all that sort of process. I don't know if you guys listened to the podcast I did with Taria Pitt. Um, Let me just check which episode it was. Uh, 17. So if you listen to episode 17, like Taria Pitt is a woman who was badly burnt in a bushfire. I met her at university. We did mining engineering together. She was working as a mining engineer. She did this ultra marathon in WA where she was working in the Kimberley. Um, A bushfire came along, got, you know, tragically really burnt, you know, was, you know, close to death really, and actually died quite a few times in hospital. Um, And now she has completely turned her life around and she's not in mining anymore now either. And she basically is a speaker, a motivationalist. And she has a course on goal setting, which I did recently um, myself. And it's great. You know, so if you're looking at something, listen to the podcast or have a look at the show notes for that, because there's a link there to her school of champions, which is the goal setting one. And it does help you to, you know, figure out what your goals are and put them into place. So that's something that you can do if you're having trouble with getting motivated and um, figuring out what you actually want. Okay, so the next thing that I wrote last year, let me tell you, I wrote this when (laughs) I was in this sort of like love bubble and um, I'm not feeling like it anymore, but I still stand by what I wrote, which is start dating. And if you're anything like me, dating has not been a priority for me in the last few years. Um, Since I became a single parent, my daughter was a baby. I was not like I didn't have time. I didn't have money. I was tired. I was like, no, like I've got more important things to worry about. I need to worry about earning an income. I need to pay my bills. I need to get enough exercise. I need to get enough sleep. There's so much to worry about, let alone throwing dating in the mix and dealing with all those emotions as well. So particularly if you have your kids hundred percent of the time, it's bloody hard work, but, and, you know, personally, I would rather spend time with my daughter and people that I already know and like than with some person that I've just met off an internet dating site who turns out to be an asshole. And, you know, I've last year I did go on a few dates with people and it was like each time I thought, why? Why am I doing this? Like that I've just wasted a perfectly good night where I could have gone to bed <laughs> or watched a movie, you know, like it. I know it sounds a bit depressing really, but like. I don't know. I just, I wasn't really enjoying it. And I hate that kind of just dating process and the games and all that sort of stuff. I just, I don't like it. Uh, And I'm, I don't know. I I don't want any drama in my life and I'm quite happy to be how I am. And I love being single, but I also really want that amazing love that, you know, people have. And I would also love to have more children one day, you know? So, and I also know that one day my daughter's going to grow up and she's going to leave me and then I'm going to be alone. And, you know, that's kind of a bit sad. And, um, so I know that I need to sort of focus on dating as well, because, you know, Mr. Wright is not going to just turn up at my front door. So moving into this year, even though I've had a bit of a um, shocker this year, like I am going to put some time and effort into dating and, you know, give it a chance and realize that even though we probably will keep going on dates with people that aren't right for us, or, you know, it doesn't work out, whatever, like we all do deserve a great love in our life and we shouldn't be put off by our past experiences. So put yourself out there 
I had a lot of fun actually just getting onto Tinder and, um, you know, having a look at everyone's profiles, it's actually really hilarious and it's, you know, it's entertainment. And I didn't even, I hadn't even looked at it till like a few months ago when I went out for dinner with a friend of mine who had just separated from his wife and he was telling me about it and we were sort of laughing and he was showing me the app and I was like, this is actually highly entertaining. And that's when I sort of, you know, decided to give it a go. But anyway, let's do that this year. Let's just like put ourselves out there and go into things and go with the flow, but be alert for, you know, any sort of warning signs of people. Okay. So the next thing that I want to do this year, um, is get more sleep. Getting more sleep is actually my number one resolution for this year. I'm absolutely terrible at prioritizing my sleep. There's so much to do every day. And, you know, you're a single parent probably if you're listening to this. And even if you're not a single parent, you're listening to this, um, you're probably a parent and there's just not enough time in the day. There's so much to do. And, sleep is usually the thing that's easy to cut out, you know, and I like, I'm one of those people that my daughter's in bed and I'm like, oh, peace and quiet. I have to like use up this time to do something relaxing, you know, like read a book or whatever, like when really maybe I should just go to bed. So every single morning for the last few months, I've been waking up tired and angry and I go okay tonight I'm going to bed early I promise I promise I'm going to bed early tonight and then the next and that night I don't like it's just so stupid I was started reading Ariana Huffington's book called Thrive which is I haven't got that much into it yet so I can't tell you exactly what it's all about but I you know I think it's about like success and different kind of things that add to that and some of it is well-being and getting enough sleep and all that sort of thing I was reading this bit about sleep and I was like it's 1am in the morning for god's sake go to sleep why are you reading about this when you can read it tomorrow just go to sleep we all know that sleep deprivation can lead to like a whole a whole array of um you know health problems like high blood pressure and heart disease and stroke but it can actually like lead to other things as well like a high risk of car accidents and risk like research has shown actually that someone who's really sleep deprived is as dangerous on the road as someone who's been drinking alcohol you know that's kind of scary because i'm tired all the time lack of sleep can make you dumber like your brain cannot actually function properly so you're going to make bad decisions it's going to impair your judgment it can lead to depression, it can lead to weight gain, and it can age your skin. So all those reasons <laughs> for me, like I want to look after my health this year. And when I'm tired, I'm less patient. I'm not as good as a parent as I can be. And so this year I want to get more sleep for myself and I want to get more sleep for my health and I want to get more sleep for my daughter's happiness too. Okay, the next thing I want to do, so much to do this year, <laughs> is get more me time. So following on from, you know, not from wanting, trying to get more sleep this year and prioritizing our health and that sort of thing this year, like let's, let's have more me time and not feel guilty about it. Like this impacts positively on our mental health. This is really important. If you're like me and you have your children, like pretty much a hundred percent of the time, you really have to sometimes just go, I need half a day or an hour to recharge, you know, reach out to your parents or someone in your family or reach out to another parent that you know that your child is friends with or something and 
take some time to do something, you know, to relax and don't, whatever you do, go, oh, okay, I've got like two hours to myself. I really should clean out the fridge, you know, like just go, you know what? I'm just going to lie on the couch. I'm going to watch a movie or I'm going to have a bath. I'm going to go and do a coastal walk. I'm going to go for a swim in the ocean, do something for you, go and, you know, call a friend. There's so many different things you could do to just have some down have some downtime and just completely recharge like I was saying before the last few months I've been angry and kind of cranky and it it is it's lack of sleep and it's also me not having downtime to actually recharge I've just been so go 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 that I've just kind of just not taken the time so so really try and do that because schedule in some time for something fun that you enjoy like maybe you love art or you know maybe you want to write or whatever you like to do like that makes you happy do some of that try and do some of it if you can't do some of it every day like try and do some of it once a week even like practicing mindfulness or meditation you know they're just amazing okay the other thing that is I'm not really this is not one of my priorities this year because I've it's been amazing for me and I've still sort of have it in my life. Um, but if you're a new single mom, I really encourage you to go out there and try and meet some other single mom friends this year, especially if they're in your area. I've written a blog post about this. I've recorded a podcast on it as well, about all the benefits of finding a single mom tribe. And there's so many benefits, you know, you free babysitting swaps, um, finding a buddy to take a holiday with, talking to someone who's going through the same thing, you know, getting Tinder advice. I think the number one thing for me was having someone in the same situation who knew exactly what I was going through, you know, um, is just amazing. And then just normalizing your single parent status for you, because it's really hard to go, oh, you know, maybe, you know, I'm not, I'm not the same as everyone else, but the thing is there's so many different normal family units these days you know it might not be traditional to be a single parent but it's it is normal these days and single parent families are the fastest growing family unit in Australia you know so it is actually really normal and if your kids hang around with other single parents as well it's going to make it normal for them so it's really good so I think a good starting point for this is looking online so go on Facebook search for like single mums whatever area you're in have a look if there's nothing out there like start up your own group then you can like get the online support and you can also meet up and meet some of these people and maybe not everyone you meet with meet with you'll connect with but keep going and just put yourself out there and remember what you put in is what you're going to get out so I just can't tell you how much it's changed my life and you know like I said I'm probably not in as much desperate need of it now because I feel like I've really come out the other side of dealing with being a single parent but if you're a new single parent it's a life changer okay the other thing I want to talk about is getting your finances in order so I really want you to work out a financial plan get your finances in order work out a budget okay so that's a starting point there's a budget template you can download on my website um singlemothersurvivalguide.com you want to see what money is coming in versus what's going out obviously you need more coming in than what is going out. So you either need to increase your income if it's not higher um, or cut out your spending. Now there's always a solution to everything. So don't despair. Like there is going to be a solution. Um, What else was I going to say on that? 
Hopefully it'll come back to me in a second. Um, oh, I was going to say, there's a podcast that I did with my financial advisor. Uh, her name is Catherine Hayes. It's all about budgeting and savings as a single mom. Let me just find what number it is. Mm, 12, episode 12. So have a listen to it. She's got some great tips for budgeting and what a budget is, how you set it up, all that sort of thing. If you're a bit of a, you know, um, don't know much about money. It's a, it's a really good starting point. The other thing that I would really recommend is setting up different accounts for different things. So as a, at a minimum, have your like spending account, which where you've got your, you know, everyday spending, like rent or food bills, all that sort of thing. Then have another account for education. So I've got one for my daycare fees or my daughter's daycare fees, I should say. Um, you know, and then I plan to continue it into saving up for school fees, um, textbooks, uniforms, excursions, all that sort of thing. And then have a savings account because people always forget about savings and you really want to try and put some money into savings before you do anything because that's how you're going to get ahead financially. If you want to take a holiday this year, set up a holiday account. If you want Christmas to be less painful on the budget in December, set up a Christmas account, put in like even $20 a month is going to help. Um, you know, at the end of the year. So do what you can and set up the accounts and set up the automatic transfers so that you don't have to think about it. And it's just sort of gone before, you know, like, so you won't even notice it's missing. Okay. This one is kind of hard and it was really, really hard for me and I'm still not an expert at it. So it's probably taken me about three years and it's, I still struggle with it sometimes, but basically you need to try to work on not letting the words of your ex affect you. So I know that's like easier said than done. And, you know, my ex for like, he still says these things, but it's not as frequent. It used to be like daily, weekly, and it was really hard. You know, he'd say horrible things to me. He'd tell me that he hoped I would die. He hoped he hopes I get hit by a bus, you know, he feels so sorry for our daughter to have me as a mom, you know, really painful things. And they hit hard. And I sort of believed what he said. And, you know, those are probably some of the nicer things he said to me. He's really been quite cruel. And I used to get so upset, you know, like my friends, like <laughs> who've been so supportive of me, like over the last few years, um, no, like I would cry and cry and cry after reading his latest text message or after getting off the phone with him. And I just didn't understand why someone would be so mean and so horrible. But over time, I just sort of learned to let it wash off me, just sort of not even absorb it and just take it in and realize that, you know what, what he says is not actually a fact. And what he's saying is not actually about me anyway. It's actually just about him and his need to say things to hurt me. And it's about his own grief about, you know, the relationship ending and the fact that he doesn't see our daughter as much as he'd like to. And so now, you know, his words don't really get to me that much. They still, you know, don't get me wrong. It still hurts when I hear it, but I've learned to sort of how to manage to not let it affect me as much. And I can still get on with my day rather than going, oh my God, and falling into this like ball of, depression, you know, like, so I, you know, it's a working progress. I'm 
continuing it in 2017. And if you can do this as well, the sooner the better, it's going to change your life. Um, and some good things are like some, even some affirmations, like you could stick it on the fridge or just keep it as your screensaver or something and just, you know, whatever affirmations you like, something like, you know, what my ex says is not fact, or I no longer choose to take on board what my hurtful things my ex says to me, you know, make up your own affirmations, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's hard, but I hope you can get there because it really does make your life so much better. Okay. The other thing I wanted to, the other thing I wanted to talk about, sorry, I'm trying to speak too quickly, um, is helping others. So even though you might not have much yourself, like see, find a way this year that you can, what you can do to help someone else. So this year, I mean, last year, sorry, I'm still not used to the new 2017 thing. Um, so like right before Christmas, my friends, some of my friends and I decided that it'd be really great to find some single moms who are really struggling with presents and, you know, get some presents for them. And then anyway, so we got this list and, you know, we we're sort of like, oh my God, there's like 20 kids here who we could really help improve their Christmas. You know, there was about 10 moms and, um, you know, most of them had just sort of left their exes and been rehoused due to domestic violence um, in the last sort of four weeks before Christmas. And they just didn't have access to funds to get presents for their kids for Christmas last year. Um, Some of them just couldn't afford presents. Like being a single mom is financially really hard. So anyway, we decided that was a lot of kids and I was like, oh my God, I'm not, I can't afford to get, um, presents for 20 kids I don't know you know like it's hard for anybody for anybody um anyway so we decided that we would try to see who else was interested we got so many of our family and so many of our friends and so many you know colleagues the colleagues of my friends um to to that volunteered to donate as well which was just so generous and we ended up with at least three presents for each of these children we got a present for each mum. We got food donations. We got money donations. That money is probably going to go to, you know, new uniforms for going into this year, you know. So it was pretty stressful trying to coordinate this all and, you know, especially the week before Christmas. But you know what? It felt really good to do something to help others who were struggling. And it made my Christmas day more special because I was thinking about all those kids on Christmas day thinking, wow, like, you know, some of them are going to have probably a better Christmas than they expected. And all those generous people who had also contributed gifts also felt really good about it, you know, and I was really emotional about it all week because I was just thinking it's not fair. It's so sad that these kids aren't getting presents. And look, I know that Christmas is not about presents, but for kids, like for some of them it is, and it's really hard to get away from when all their friends are talking about Santa. And I was like thinking these poor kids have been through probably really traumatic experiences in the last few months, even years. Um, And the last thing they want to think is like, why hasn't Santa come to me? Is that my fault? You know, so it was, it made me realize that what I have really isn't too bad. You know, life's pretty good and there's always someone worse off than you always. So when you help someone who's worse off than you, it's actually makes you feel really grateful for what you have, even if it's not much. So I, I can't even tell you how much like helping someone else can actually help you as well. And it doesn't even have to be something financial. Like maybe you can offer a service. Maybe you can help pick someone up who doesn't have access to a car or, you know, help them move or um, 
I don't know, like if you're a hairdresser, like give them a haircut or, you know, something. Um, so this year I want to do more of that more regularly. And um, yeah, like it's, it's a really great thing to do. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm going to sort of leave it at that. Um, if you want to sort of go into it in a bit more detail, I've sort of, I've sort of um, created a 10 day new new you challenge um you can sign up if you want if you go to www.subscribepage.com forward slash single mother survival guide or one word uh you can register and um you can join us in the challenge and um i'll put that website in the show notes as well um but anyway here's to like a really great 2017 and just remember that even if you've had a bad start it's not an indication of what's going to happen and it's only going to get better from here okay thank you so much for listening to this episode of the single mother survival guide podcast and i will speak to you guys next week okay bye